When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I am Anthony Tocci. You always say top-rated sportsbook app like it's like, like you say it really soft and kind. You want me to say it with more oomph next time? Top-rated sportsbook app. Top-rated sportsbook app. There you go. There you go. Give me five. Joined, as always, uh, by the band of misfits, Sean DePaz to my right. We got Shane Diefenbach. And we've got a special guest today. We've got Doug Holler of the Athletic, Doug. We tried to get you in on Monday, but uh, <laughs> so some life stuff happens with a water heater, correct? Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's a very boring story, but uh, <laughs> as, yeah, puddle water growing uh, garage, even more water. Time to get the water heater replaced. Mm. Oh, man. Well, we got a lot to talk about today. <laughs> ASU football, um, nothing short to talk about there. Mm-hmm. There's always a lot of interesting storylines. Just over the course of over the course of spring, I know we chatted a little bit, but just what did you see um, both good and bad from ASU football this spring? The best part, I thought, was the just the team spirit. And normally that's kind of a cliche, day one, everyone's happy, um, you know, brotherhood, all that. But usually by, the, by practice 12, 13, 14, you know, everyone just wants to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought they were, I thought they were still enthusiastic uh i i felt like there was a sense that they felt like the worst in regard to the outside noise is mm-hmm. what we they kept referring it to was behind them uh so yeah I, I thought that was probably the biggest positive uh the defense looked strong of course which we expected um often the bad i would start with the, <laughs> with the <Yeah>. offense, <laughs> um which is not good uh you know as you guys i'm sure have discussed mm-hmm. you know we there are five scholarship quarterbacks and you know, we just saw, you know, what was it, 45 minutes a day, you know, yeah. not, not a lot of team action. So, you know, I can't say authoritatively, you know, who was the best guy out there, but I didn't see an obvious front runner uh, among those five. And, um, you know, when you go through 15 practices and the starting quarterback doesn't begin to emerge, that's, that's concerning. Yeah, you, you talked about the spirit and that's something you keep hearing with this team. Is it more of like, they feel kind of backed into a corner with everything coming like with all the outside noise or is it just like this team genuinely really likes each other and they they're feeling or are they fueled by something else? I think it's a lot. It, it's a combination of things. I, I feel like they yes, they definitely feel backed into a corner uh, by the NCAA investigation, by fans reaction on social media, by, you know, start some uh, predictions are starting to come in. You know, this team doesn't have high expectations as opposed to last year. Um, also, I think. You know, when Jaden Daniels transferred, um, you know, there was a video that popped up, you know, which was really bad. Uh, It was a bad look. Uh, So I think there's maybe some overcompensation as far as that goes to show like, hey, we're together. We got this. Um, And and like I said, I feel like they think that, you know what, I don't have to worry about my coordinator or my position coach losing his job because, you know, the NCAA investigation is going to uncover something else. I, I feel like that they think that that part of it 
is 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 in the rearview mirror. We've talked about expectations kind of a lot on the show. Uh, before Emory, we're hovering around six wins. <laughs> you talked a little bit beforehand that the expectation now with Emory in here is that he'll get to a bowl game. Uh, what are your expectations for Emory Jones and for just this ASU football team in general? It's a little bit difficult to say because there are different levels to it. One, it's not ideal to have a quarterback come in. Let's see, he'll be on campus. He should be in, on campus any day now mm-hmm. in May have to win over the locker room, gel with the receivers, learn the offense and be ready uh, you know for the home opener in, mm-hmm. in September. That that's not ideal. That's not a long that's not a long time. And when you think about, you know, Paul Tyson, the Alabama transfer, Trenton Borgay, who's been around the program for uh 3 years already. You know, they have they've had, they've gone through 15 practices, so they have a head start. Um Am I suggesting that that Emory is not the number one? <laughs> no. I, I don't think you bring a guy in this late without saying he's the projected starter, but what we know about him is this. At Florida, uh, he started in the SEC. That's a bonus. Check that box. He can play at a, at a decent level. Uh, they didn't have the best record. The coach got fired. That's not so good. Uh, his, his completion percentage was pretty good. Um, he runs the ball. He's a dual threat, and I think that's the biggest positive for him mm-hmm. is he can extend plays. Um, when things break down, and they often do in, college, in any level of football, he can still uh, move the chains, and I think that's the biggest positive, you know, he had some accuracy issues with as far as interceptions go, ball security. So that'll be one thing. He seems like a great kid, a great leader. Uh, so, you know, th- I think that's a, a decent starting point. Um, but it's really going to be on him to see how much he can, how quickly he can pick things up and get things moving. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he, he's not going to be a lot of, there's been a lot made of kind of the, the receiving core. Um, obviously, <laughs> Cameron, jo- <laughs> what? Lack thereof. Yeah, yeah lower lack thereof. Core. Yeah. Um, obviously, Cameron Johnson. He's coming. He's, um, I guess, expected to be a, play a relatively large role. But outside of him, obviously, with the loss of Ricky, where do you expect kind of that help in the receiving game to come from? I don't have an answer to that yet. Um, <laughs> you know, and we didn't. I mean, when you first asked about spring practice, we didn't talk about what happened after spring practice. You know, uh, with the transfer portal. You know, at, at spring practice, looking at the team, even with the concerns at quarterback, I thought, okay, I'm looking at a team that could at maybe reach a bowl game. I felt like that was maybe the ceiling. Mm. Um, you know, when, then when Ricky Pearsall left, their leading receiver, Ellie Bunkley Shelton left, um, you know, Eric Gentry left, Jermaine Lole. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, now you're getting down to that, you know, three or four wins. It's an see, endless, right. Elijah Badger. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the receivers, and, and I got to be honest, I wasn't sure. I mean, we've been hearing the Emory Jones rumors for a while. Mm-hmm. Ever since he entered the transfer portal in March, what do you sell a quarterback on if you don't if yeah. you don't have any receivers? Like, come here and yeah, we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get you some receivers. We don't have them in place yet, so I give Arizona State credit there. Um, Cameron Johnson obviously has done it. I think that'll translate. But as you mentioned, they they really really need Elijah Badger to take the step that everyone has expected him to take since he arrived. Yeah, he he looks so so good in space when he gets there. It's just a matter of getting him there. But going back to the quarterback thing, it it was a little strange because we were talking about on the show like two months ago when I forget what the quote was, but somebody said that the quarterback might not be here yet. And Herm said that was Herm. Yeah. 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 Herm's, <laughs> yeah. So was it did they like when the quarterback battle was going on between Tyson and Borgay, was it like they were actively seeking one? Were they not happy with what was going on? What was that process like? 
the well, just that quote uh, in general. Yeah. He said that after the first spring yeah. practice. <laughs> it wasn't like midway through or at the yeah. end. He said it after the first one, so he wasn't sure, you know, going into spring if the guy was there. Um, which to me, I would, I was, I, I love his honesty. I mean, mm -hmm. as a reporter, you love when coaches are honest. I was just really, really surprised that he, he said that publicly because it became the theme of, of spring, yeah. you know, is the quarterback here? Um, so yeah. And, and I think, I think really what it mounted, what it came down to is I felt like after he said that the spring was basically a tryout for Paul Tyson because mm -hmm. they knew what they had in Trenton, um, knows the offense, yeah. but I feel like if, if, if they really were going to consider Trenton for that starting job, and he may be the best guy, I don't know, that they would have been a little bit more confident uh, in, in placing him at the forefront. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I, – I still think Paul Tyson, uh, you may have the best upside of the guys in place, uh, given the fact that he's big. And you got to keep in mind that these are – you know, it's a pro – I don't know if you've ever heard, but ASU has an NFL <laughs> oh, pro style model. Pro style yeah. Model? Wow. yeah, I don't know. I think it's the first time I've heard that. That's why we bring Doug on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what did he tell us? Maybe you know something about that NFL coach. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, you, you're talking. You have three NF, former NFL coaches on staff. You know, so the size sticks out. You know, he's more of a pro style guy. So, um, you know, before Emory, I felt like he might have been the guy, but you know, I don't know if you bring in a guy this late and, and not give him the job. Yeah. 100%. You bring up the the NFL model thing, and I kind of want to get into the, the whole Ray Anderson side of things for, for, <laughs> for a second. Uh, we've talked about it on the show, whether it translates to football, to basketball, just kind of the revenue sports at ASU. What I, I guess, what is Ray doing uh, with the program in terms of elevating it? Because it, it feels like ever since Herm was brought in, it's gone on kind of a downward spiral. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are upset with Ray Anderson right now. Uh, and I think you have to start with just before all this happened uh, with the football program, you know, Ray is very well respected in the, in the Pac-12, not only in the Pac-12, but in college athletics. I mean, I don't know if he, how, I don't, I don't know how big of a candidate he was for the ACC commissioner's job, but I do know he was linked to it. Um, you know, there was talk that when Larry Scott stepped down, you know, Ray Anderson might be his replacement. So, I mean, when, when the Pac-12 paused football in 2020 because for COVID reasons or fall sports, you know, Larry Scott was up there. Ray Anderson was right beside him on that Zoom call. So he has, he's done a lot of great things within the conference. Um, at ASU, he is, you know, brought back minor sports. You know, the facilities have been upgraded. Um, so he's done some great things. Baseball has been ongoing, that issue. I mean, up or trying to get that back to where it was in, during the glorying days. ASU basketball, uh, you know, is, is ASU basketball. It's always been what it is right now. Mm -hmm. It's always been what Bobby Hurley did, you know, positioning the program, um, you know, for three NCAA tournaments had it not been stopped that year mm -hmm. for COVID. Uh, that was kind of the outlier of ASU basketball. Uh, but football is where, you know, it comes down to, yeah. with the Ray conversation, Ray Anderson conversation boils down to football. And he took a chance, as you guys know, bringing in Herm Edwards, uh, you know, to kind of say, okay, we're here. We need to go here. This is the guy to do it. And it's backfired tremendously. Yeah. And um, I, I think they're they're hiding from that a little bit. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, Ray hasn't been made available. I mean, I know I've tried to talk to him a couple of times and, you know, I've asked him face to face and I've made requests and um, just haven't gotten uh, anywhere with that. So 
I understand why people are down right now. It's 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 not a good time for Arizona State sports. Yeah. He um he had made a comment at one point about how in regards to his thoughts on NIL that they weren't going to focus on that. They were going to try and make this a school that was prepping guys to get to the NFL. Do you think that a program like this can be successful when that is the mindset going into it? I think it's difficult. I think some can. I think Stanford can, uh, you know, possibly Notre Dame. I mean, I think there are some uh, programs across the country that can. Uh, I think when Ray Anderson made that statement uh, on the radio, you know, he was taking the lead of the guy, his, of his boss, yeah. Michael Crow. And Michael Crow has always kind of taken an approach like, you know what, we're going to do things a certain way. We're not going to pay crazy salaries like they do uh, in the SEC. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but I think in 2015 or so, um, Arizona State gave Mike Norvell, who was the offensive coordinator then, uh, gave him a raise and he was making $900,000 before bonuses. I mean, that was mind-blowing for yeah. Arizona State. Uh, no coach has approached, no assistant coach anyway at Arizona State has approached that uh, since. So, you know, I think Ray was just kind of following the lead of his boss. And, you know, Mike, Michael Crow kind of set that out there, that agenda, and I think everyone kind of fell in line and didn't really understand how quickly this was moving and in what direction it was moving. Yeah. Well, I hate doing this, even though I love doing it. <laughs> what do you what What do you realistically think the win total is after this football team this year? I'll go back to what you said. Um, I, I told I talked to a coach um, out in that area of the country about Emory Jones not too long ago, and I said, "Well, what what can we expect?" And he goes, "He'll he'll get you to a bowl game." So as the roster is right now, I, I would put it right around that six or seven mm -hmm. win mark. Um, I think a lot depends on whether Jermaine Lole returns. Uh, if he does, that defense could be really good. Yeah. Um, obviously, there are concerns in the secondary, but you know that they could be really good defensively. Um, from what I'm hearing, Jermaine is a very attractive uh, person on the transfer market right now for obvious reasons. So it'll be interesting if Arizona State can keep him here. Um, you know, and they still need. I, I would think at least two receivers and I don't know what options they're going to have at this point. There are still some guys in the transfer portal. They may have to go junior college, uh, which makes things a little bit more difficult, but that that's probably where I would start. You, you mentioned the the secondary. Um, that was one thing I wanted to ask you about. Was there anybody that you've seen that's kind of stuck out to you from the secondary? Cause obviously there's a lot of turnover there. Is it kind of just a, uh, a mess Wild still? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Johnson. I don't know mm -hmm. if you remember him uh, a couple years ago, he was the highest rated recruit, mm -hmm. I think in the 2021 class, 20, 21, 21 yeah. class, I yeah. think. Um, and didn't play it all last year. <laughs> I mean, I think he played in two games. Like what happened to Isaiah Johnson? He just was not a factor. I mean, he was just, you had to look for him at every practice just to make sure he was still on the team. Um, and then all of a sudden I was standing out there to practice and gosh, we were maybe practice four or five. I just noticed him like yelling and talking to Marvin Lewis, uh, showing a lot of enthusiasm. And I remember telling someone like, that's the first time I've noticed Isaiah Johnson, I think since he arrived. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, he, he, you know, he started going up the depth chart a little bit and started looking like the player that, you know, they recruited yeah. that we expected to see. So it, I would start with him. I still don't know if he's going to start because they brought in some transfers. Um, and, you know, on the back end, uh, probably Corey Bethley from the, the guy from uh, Hawaii, you could tell he's played, um, you know, all conference pick in the Mountain West. Uh, you know, he carried himself pretty well in, during the spring, I thought. Yeah, we've talked a lot about the the transfers for ASU football. ASU basketball got themselves <laughs> uh, quite a boatload of transfers. What do you think is the biggest move uh, for Bobby Hurley's team so far? 
Uh, I really like the point guard from Michigan, Frankie, Frankie Collins. Yeah, uh, Frankie Collins. Yes. Um, you know, from what I've been told, I mean, he was in line to possibly start for them yeah. next year. Uh, a tough kid, um, and I think he could do a lot of different things. My my fear with the basketball transfers, <laughs> and it, it's always this way um, under Bobby. Is Bobby, as we all know, lets his guards play with a yeah. lot of freedom. Mm. And I feel like, I'm sure what they do, if I would do this if I were them, is I'd put on a film or a video of Remy Martin and say, look, look what, look what we let our guards do. Mm -hmm. I would not show them an Alonzo Verge video. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I think when you're in basketball, I think it's different than football. When basketball players transfer, they're making a decision like, I need to, I need to get to the league. What, what's the best way to, to, to you know, increase my NBA potential? And you want to go to a place where you can score. So if you bring in three, four transfers, I think they all rifing like, I'm going to get my points here. And, you know, and that's been kind of a problem for, for Bobby is the, okay, we get, you need players, you need talent, you get mm -hmm. them here, but at the same time you need guys to accept their roles. And I think it, particularly in the backcourt, you can kind of see that struggle kind of unfold a little bit about, you know, who's going to look for their shot and who's going to look to get others involved. Yeah. It sounds a lot like something that happened last <laughs> yeah, year. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm such a big fan of the idea of bringing everyone in yeah. and then you see it kind of happen. Uh, I, I'm excited for this team, especially Frankie Collins, because you know, you're getting a good player when the team at a, the school that he transferred from's fans are cursing at him yeah. because they want him to stay. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. And then you get a true seven footer in Warren Washington. W what have you heard about him and some of the other guys? You know what? Probably with Warren, the thing that stands out to me the most is I've heard he's a great passer, mm. um, which, which is good. Um, you know, obviously he has, uh, yeah, I think I heard Bobby say the other day that uh, maybe he was an upgrade over Jalen Graham. Did you guys hear that? Oh, yeah. I, that would surprise me because I thought Jalen was one of the turned into one of the better front court second players. Half yeah, last season, yeah, yeah, he was the second half of last season. He really was. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you get a big guy. I mean, that's always been kind of the problem for Arizona State under Bobby. Is you know he could get guards. There's mm -hmm. no doubt about that. But to get the front court players, and that's why Jalen Graham was such a big loss. Uh, but yeah, I think he's. He's a big, he's a big um, get for them. Uh, it sounds like he's good near the basket. He has a nice touch, but really, um, you know, just the passing, the moving the ball, I think will help. And, you know, the Cambridge brothers, we haven't mentioned mm, them yet. Yeah. Uh, I think they can help in a lot of ways. Desmond, obviously, is a scorer. Um, you know, his, I talked, I had a great conversation with his dad, and he said he's the type of kid who uh, has never met a shot he didn't like. Um, <laughs> I told that to Desmond, and Desmond didn't really appreciate that. <laughs> um, he didn't, he didn't take that as a compliment, but... A guy who, uh, I mean, just the way he elevates off his shot maybe is kind of reminds might remind people of Torian Graham. Do you remember him a few mm -hmm. years back? Uh, you know, maybe he won't shoot quite as much, but also Devin. Oh, uh, he's my X factor this year. I I would I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, nicknames bounce man, incredible athlete, uh, but I think it depends if if he comes and wants to play a certain role. I think he could be really really good for Arizona State if he comes and wants to average fifteen points. I'm I'm not sure how that's yeah. going to work. Mm -hmm. There's, I mean, you mentioned a lot of names right there that were just transfers, and obviously yeah. you have a lot of <laughs> a lot of guys that are coming back. Do you think? I know he was a little tight-lipped on it the other day, but you think he he might go a little deeper into his rotation than he normally does? Do you think we might see some people redshirt? Like, because you got a lot of young guys like Jemiah, Enoch that 
it's kind of hard to see where they fit into this now with all of the, all of the new acquisitions. No, that's a great question. Uh, I don't think anyone will, will redshirt. Um, I, I just think unless you're a freshman coming in and you understand that you're going to have to wait, sit, and mm-hmm. I, I just think those days are gone. Uh, I think you risk losing them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Jemiah is interesting. I thought last year, in the beginning of the season, I thought when when Marcus Bagley was playing, I thought he was Arizona State's second best pro prospect. Not not saying he could reach that level, yeah. Yeah. but he's long. Um, you know, he has some skills. I I just thought they, you know, I got it just seemed like for a while, I think, I don't know, I'm not I'm gonna mess up these numbers, but it seemed like two thirds of the shots that he was taking through the first 15 games of the season was from three. He was the best athlete on the court. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to find a better way to use him, I thought. I'm really intrigued on how what what growth comes from Jemiah. Enoch, um, I don't I don't know what to make of him yet. You know, I don't know if <laughs> he's going <laughs> to turn into an all-conference guy in a couple years or if he's always going to be in foul trouble. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, there's things to work with there. Yeah. He's so young. He he's is? so young. Uh, he classified up, which yeah. people forget. Yeah. The, the Jemiah thing was really interesting last year because it was a guy that kind of found his way into a lot of playing time. And as you mentioned, really raw d- – we we talked about the deeper rotation a little bit, but it like are these guys going to be okay with sitting behind? Do you think is this kind of the no. <laughs> like I, I'm just a little worried about how like we talked about too many cooks scoring wise, but getting playing time, Bobby doesn't reach into his bench, and I know it's kind of repeating the question, but I'm just a little worried about what is going to come of these guys that aren't going to get playing time. Yeah, because um, we haven't even talked about Austin Nunez yet. Either. Yeah. <laughs> Or Marcus Bagley. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, if you talk, I mean, I and I, people ask me about Marcus all the time, and I, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea if he'll be, I mean, it sounds like he's progressing, but I mean, what has he played 15 games in two years? I, I just don't know what to expect from him at this point. Um, hopefully he gets his knee straight and he, you know, he can contribute. Um, yeah, it's last year I thought they needed a, another point guard. Mm. Um, this year, I think they have two um, with Frankie and Austin Nunez. Uh, I've heard different things about Austin, about whether he's, I mean, I know he can score, but he might be more of a combo guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Horn, obviously, we know what he can do. You know, Luther Muhammad, I, I don't know where he fits. Yeah, that, that's the one person that Bobby didn't talk about. Like, he yeah. t- we, we covered almost everybody at the presser, but he didn't talk about Luther. He gets lost. Yeah. That's what I, it I, is. I, st- I mean, I think he's still going to contribute in yeah. the way that he does, just hard defense and playing, but... It, there's just so many people on this team <laughs> yeah. that can get played. Well, I mean, I think Luther's a guy that needs to embrace, like, you know what? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to play defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to take the best yeah. guard on the other team and I'm going to make his night miserable. You know, and, and that should be his role. But, you know, that's, people don't, guys don't want to hear that. I mean, they, they really don't. <laughs> he seems kind of like the player that would accept that, though. I remember yeah. that video that went viral when he was at Ohio State with Colin Sexton, I believe, mm-hmm. when he was like, uh, Lance Stevenson him with blowing into his ear, whatever he's doing. I love it. It's great. Going, kind of going around the room real quick. Kind of want to get all your guys' opinion, but like, is this a must get to the tournament kind of year for Bobby? Because there was a lot of questions about his longevity here at ASU early on last season with how poorly they started. Shane, I'll start with you. Is this a must get to the tournament kind of year? You think for Bobby? Uh, probably just because it's this is like. He's he kind of he hasn't really been defending himself. People like me have been defending him with the <laughs> this is weird, the COVID years, the injuries, like all of the stuff has happened yeah. the past three years, put over two years, push it all away. 
And he even said that in the press conference, like now things are feeling more normal. He's doing the camp again. Like everything feels a little more normal. So there's no excuses now, barring anything injury wise. So I think so. But I also wouldn't be surprised if it's another mediocre season in six round. Yeah. John? Um, Yeah, I think, I mean, for the exact thing Shane said, the excuses that have kind of been built in the last couple of years are gone. Um, I think when you have, you're badly supposed to be back, you get a guy like Frankie Collins, the talent is there for them to be successful. And so I feel like he has to do something with it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I feel like the expectation has to be the tournament this year. Yeah. What do you think, Doug? It it does. It, you know, just coming off the COVID year, which was a mess, but they did have talent. Uh, and then, you know, I, I give them credit. Things could have really bottomed out last year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, they were they were heading they that did. direction. <laughs> yeah. um, it did not look good late December, early January. They turned it around and then threw it all away in, in Vegas. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do think and I think Bobby would even say so that this mm-hmm. is a big year for him. I, I don't know if the athletic department is in position to make any sort of move if he doesn't. But um, yeah, they, they need to get back to that level for sure. I've never felt as nauseous as I did after James Keefe threw in that game winner. Yeah, we, I remember there, Shane yeah. and I sat there for like a solid 15 seconds just staring off into the distance and they're like, okay, but now I have to work. Yeah. I'm like trying to bring this show together. You guys are just staring off into the abyss, just like crying. It was one of those things where you thought, okay, this isn't going to happen. This isn't good, but they're not going to lose. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's getting way too close, but it's they're not going to lose. And it's like, okay, they just lost. Yeah, it just... It was like a horror movie. You could just you could you could see it coming, but you just didn't want to believe it. It was like fourteen. What was a fourteen point lead with three minutes to go? Uh, all I know is the yeah. game felt completely over when Kamani ended somebody's life, and they yeah. went up. Oh by yeah, like but I think that, I mean I think that's kind of why they ended yeah. up losing. They lost their focus. That was their last uh, bucket of the game. The last bucket <laughs> of the season was that Kamani dunk. Wow. Um, oh god. Speaking, May, and I'm still sad. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Kamani, though, obviously the guy that was a leader on this team, you're losing Jay Heath, you're losing. Um, Jalen, Jalen, like where, and you don't know what's gonna, we're gonna get from Bagley. If Bagley doesn't play or he's not there at the beginning of the season, where do you think the leadership from uh, player wise comes from? Well, see, that's the issue with the the whole transfer era that yeah. we're in is things are just turning over all the time. If if Luther sticks around and and buys into his role, I think it would natu- I think he would be a natural fit mm-hmm. for that. Um, I know he's well respected, um, or he was last year within the. Within the, among the coaching staff within the locker room, I think it would, it would be, he would. I think he would be the first guy to come to mind. Um, you know, maybe DJ Horn could could fit into that. I think as well. Um, trying to think who else has been around. I, I would start definitely with Luther though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luther was always the guy that I saw getting up shots after games yeah. at DFA last year. I could definitely see that. They're always. I feel like just over the course of the last handful of seasons, though, they're. Always used to having Kamani there. Yeah, they're always yeah. used to and at least Bobby having. Said. <laughs> yeah, and Kamani's a perfect example of what we were just talking about. A guy who, you know, he had those same. I want to. I want to score. I mean, I remember his sophomore season. I think it was the beginning of his sophomore season. We went over, and Bobby opened up practice for a little bit. It was before the season started. And my biggest takeaway is, wow, Kamani is really being aggressive with his shot. And, you know, I just never saw Kamani as that leading scorer mm-hmm. type of guy. And even last year when they started off, I even wrote something at The Athletic that said, you know, Kamani's playing great, but he can't be your your leading yeah. scorer. Yeah. He can't be that guy. And to Kamani's credit, he embraced his role and he was really good for them. Um, you know, he's going to be hard to replace. No one's talking about, you know, losing Kamani, but 
just for everything that he did, he was low maintenance. They didn't have to call plays for him. Uh, and yet he still found ways to produce. That's hard to replace. Yeah, yeah. 100%. We talked a lot about collegiate basketball, ASU basketball, but the NBA playoffs are going on right now and the DraftKings Sportsbook app is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Sean, what do we call that? Free money. And there's not a lot of free money we going gotta, on. we got to throw that, way, that word away, that phrase away. And, but I mean, it, when you're li- a promo yeah, like this, know, quite literally it's just, free money. It, it, it literally is free money. It is. Well, the team that you bet on has to win. So. That's, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. That's true. It's no risk money. Yeah, there you go. And right now, all customers can place a same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. You know, the Bucks and Celtics are back in action. Um, the Warriors and Grizzlies are back in action. You got anything, Shane? Feed me excited? all the Grace and Allen points. Stop it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. That's so disgusting. <laughs> Is that you eating Grace mm-hmm. and Allen points? I, I mean, I, I I bet on Dylan Brooks today and Grace and Allen on the on our bet show. Hate both of them. Uh, <laughs> they're both very dirty little stinkers, but I still think they're going to score a lot of points. Feed me all the Al Horford rebounds and assists. <laughs> I hate that pick so much. I hate it so much. I gave you good reason for it. Doug, are you a big betting guy? Not really, no. Um, I, my friends and I, we go to Vegas every so often. There I am, but you know, not so much. Who do you think's going to win yeah, this, this series in the Eastern Conference? Uh, you mean like who's, who's going to come out? The Bucks and Celtics series. Okay. Um, I, I was going to say Boston, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that series is getting weird. It's it's it's, really the, it's the most entertaining series. I would far. say. I think Drew Holiday is just on another level right yeah. now defensively. He's making Marcus Smart look like he shouldn't have won the DPOY. I think going mm. into the playoffs, I think the West was the favorite to have the NBA champion. After watching the playoffs, I feel like it's the East. I feel like the East has the edge now. Especially after watching what the Heat did to the Sixers. I could see any of the three teams that are left in the East winning the, the finals for four. It's tough. It's tough if you're a Suns fan. But again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. It's 21 plus. There's an only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. A minimum of a $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. As you would say, you speak fallacy. Right now on DraftKings, Golden State is the favorite now, and the Suns are the second favorite. Are they? Yeah, but I, I just Bucks, after, heat and I Celtics. like the heat. Honestly, I I hate it because Mike Luke said it when say. we were in Vegas. But after watching the heat and what Jimmy Butler's dude okay. been on lately, look, Sean could lock up Harden right now. <laughs> I would I would disagree. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But but uh, you haven't seen me play the deep. Sixers. The Sixers make everybody look good right now with the hobbled and beat. I don't think so. Eh, it is what it is. But today is Friday the 13th, the unluckiest day. Of the year, we always talk about ASU and Arizona sports being just unlucky in general. Mm. Um, so I've concoct- is that a crutch? What I feel like we just use it as a crutch. Unlucky just them being yeah. unlucky and not just bad. I don't know. I chalk Sometimes up everything. Bad. And no, no, this is this is my my motto in life. It, it wasn't always, but after living in Indiana, uh, anything That's bad unlucky. that happens, anything bad that happens to you, just chalk it up as being unlucky. So living in Indiana, unlucky. Ah, uh, very unlucky. <laughs> very, especially during winter time. Very, very. <laughs> Getting unlucky. offered a job and then accepting it and willingly move to. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm from Indiana, <laughs> so let's just. Indiana, Indiana slander. Yeah. Indiana slander. But you're here now. I am here now. Yes. Do you all want my, fa- my, my all my family's still in Indiana, but would, I am here now. Would you ever leave to go back? Probably, yeah. 
Really? Even with the wind. Yeah, just to be around family. I feel like That's when you're, you're from the Midwest, you always, there's a part of you that always wants to be back in the Midwest. I can't relate. Can you? <laughs> we have just kind of taken a U-turn here. Welcome to Friday. So yes, Friday the 13th, unluckiest day of the year, ASU unlucky. I have crafted up three hypothetical situations um, that would be very unlucky for Arizona State Athletics. Um, and I'm I've a got, little worried. Yeah, so situ- am I. I was going to say, I'm nervous. Situations for all three of you, one of one for each, and you're going to try and talk your way out of this very unlucky situation. So, Sean, I'm going to start with you. Oh, God. Well, I'm the guinea pig. So Sean's AS- not good at bullshitting. ASU softball is having its best season oh, in boy. recent memory. Trisha Ford just won Pac-12 Coach of the Year and is wanting to be the highest paid coach at ASU. She will retire otherwise. You can either let her retire and let the program decline or you can make her the highest paid coach by firing two other head coaches at ASU. <laughs> oh, oh, what are you doing and who are you firing? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> wow. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, one person has the contract where you can just fire all them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you kind of have to fire Herm in that situation <laughs> considering how things have gone with the football program. Um, boy, um, if we rewind this about five months, <laughs> fire CTT because she was going to retire anyway. <laughs> that would have looked horrible, though. <laughs> you can't do that. Um, I don't – see, I want to keep her, but I don't – I guess you kind of have to fire Bobby, too. Like, who else no! can, who else can you fire? You're firing your two revenue – Who else can you fire in this situation? Who, who, else has enough, who else is making enough money that you can fire them and make up the money that you would need to, make, to pay Coach Ford? I don't know how the and is. the only two like all the other coaches are performing incredibly well. Or you have Coach Natasha Adair who hasn't done anything yet. So like that's just mean. Or who, you let her retire. You or you let her retire. Yeah, but softball is getting go get back Bob Bowman a job somewhere else. Really? <laughs> You're firing Bob? Uh, no, I don't want to. But <laughs> who, I mean, <laughs> set him up somewhere else. This is uh, an unlucky situation. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that it's is an unlucky. unlucky situation. Final answer, Sean. Uh, yeah, that's my final answer. You're firing fire, Bobby. Fire Bobby and wow. the key coach Ford. I mean, there's a chance that at the end of the season you're doing it anyways. So, jeez. Okay, I think Damn. that would go over well. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, you're up next. Fantastic. ASU football has a new quarterback in Emory Jones, or so you thought. Oh, no. Jones decides he's staying at ASU, but only if he can change positions. Let's go. Jones showed his talent on the ground at Florida and wants to be a running back. He doesn't care if he starts or not. What are you doing? I'm well. I'm bringing back Chip Trainum to teach how to teach Daniel and Gata to play <laughs> <Me> linebacker. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having that. And, and Tyson and Borgay are doing a dual quarterback. We're running a wishbone, and the center can either snap it to the left or right. So you've got Gata at linebacker. Yep. Just right off the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about this. <laughs> He's like, what if Emory Jones comes in and wants to be a running back? So who's starting a running back? Emory or Xavier? You're starting Emory Jones oh, no, Xavier and Valade? No. Chip Trainum is teaching Xavier and Valade how to play <laughs> linebacker. That I can see. Yeah. And Daniel Ngata is is uh is running they're they're two he's our third down running. So back. Chip Trainum is is simultaneously playing for Ohio State. He's and just, is I'm a just giving him a call. Just, just, for, just, just a, a quick Yeah. Just a favor. I'm sure, I'm sure Ohio State would feel real good about that. Yeah. You could do it over Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's good answer. Good on, good answer. Yep. All right, Doug, here we go. We got ASU men's basketball coach Bobby Hurley announcing his retirement. No. The last See, couple of seasons have just been anyways. too much to handle, and he's done. Players are looking to transfer, and everything feels like it's falling apart. How do you solve the situation? 
like the all of ours was like ran was like random, like Coach Ford and and Henry Jones has to be a running back. It's like here's a real situation. <laughs> Solve it. Okay, I would build an arena or. or Announce plans to build an arena to that try has to, working water to, yeah. and electricity. <laughs> to try to change Bobby's mind. That would be the first thing I would do. Um, and if that didn't work, I guess. Are you saying like go, who would I go out and? Yeah, like, who are we poaching? I would have said Todd Golden at at San Francisco, but I don't think there's any chance that he's uh, coming from from Florida. You know, I would probably if I can't change Bobby's mind with a new arena. I would probably call Diedrich Taylor at mm. Cal State Fullerton, who has done some good things there. Mm. Out of all of the three, he's the only one that said he was going to try and change the person's mind. You just immediately gave in to the question. <laughs> well, like, Ford, I got to fire somebody. Is, coach Ford, based on what's happened this year, deserves to be the highest paid coach in, in the country. So I'm not, how am I going to say no? You don't deserve it? I, I mean, she definitely deserves to be paid more than what she is. But Yeah, so I, I don't know what you want from me. It, it, it is what it is. All I'm saying is we are the only Arizona sports, what are you going to say, media outlet that's going to be uh, asking random questions <laughs> like this, hypotheticals, on Friday the 13th. Um, if you're not already, head to GoPHNX and become a member of the family because you're going to get either a free t-shirt from the locker or your first month for 50 cents just for signing up. Not to mention, we got some great hats. Are they still technically new hats, guys? Why do you ask this yeah, once a week? Every time. Because hey, it's true. I feel like after a certain amount of time, they're not new hats. They're anymore. not new hats until we... The, the only time they're not new hats is when we release a new hat. So if we don't release another hat for a year, they're saying they're not new hats. I say they're not new anymore. Okay. They're well, a staple of the PHNX Just go get a PHNX hat. Dad hat, trucker hat, snapbag snap hat. hat. Literally all the hats. Again, head over to gophnx.com today and become a member of the family. You're going to get either a free t-shirt from the locker or your first month for 50 cents just for signing up. And while you're becoming a member for us, you should also definitely go sign up and subscribe to all the great content that Doug Holler is putting out. Um, do you have anything in the works, Doug? Anything new? Uh, yeah, well, um, the summer is always... You know, kind of. It, well, usually, it slows down. It hasn't slowed down. So there, I do have some projects that will come up here shortly. I can't like divulge them yet uh, because I don't know for sure when they're going to run. Um, and then some football stuff for next week. Just some um, some roster stuff. Yeah. So Doug always got, always has some top tier content. So definitely, again, go subscribe to the Athletic. Uh, it, the only place you can get Doug's content, unless he's popping up on our show. <laughs> <laughs> but to our final final topic. Of the day of the week, we've got hot or not no. is what it's normally called, but Shane has a new title for today. It's hall or not. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank <laughs> so, you. Doug, what we normally do is Leah, our producer, will give us three random topics that none of us really know what they are, um, and we're just gonna go around the room, usually not in any orderly fashion. <laughs> um, and if you like them or if you don't, and try and defend it. Is it hot or is it not? Yeah, pretty much. Better Do you like it or not? <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So the first topic is, so the Kentucky Derby was last week. We're in the middle of like horse racing season. So I don't want to say horse racing hot or not because I already know that Shane's going to immediately say hot because of the betting aspect. So not no, horse. No, the horses are beautiful. It's not so not, har- not horse racing itself, but like derby culture, hot oh. or not. Derby culture. It feels forced, so I'm gonna say not. Freezing cold, actually. I hate it. It's just I don't know. I'm I'm not a fan. Lukewarm to me. 
Derby culture, as in like I also just the hate, attire. I hate big hats, so I think that's yeah. why I hate it. The attire, the drinks, like just how everyone goes. I mean, I would go. Like, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I don't think I'm dressing up in like a a big hat. Yeah, like suspenders and. I would rather. I would rather play the electric ponies at stop in it Vegas. Stop <laughs> it. That's derby culture. I'm here for. Yeah, I'd rather play that than go see actual horses race. I'm indifferent. Ice if cold. I never go to the Kentucky Derby, I'll be ice fine. cold. I would no. I would want to go to the Kentucky Derby. I feel like that's a sporting event. Like if you work in sports, like there's a list of events that you want to go to. I definitely would like to go to the Kentucky Derby at least one time. Like if it was free and I was in Kentucky, I'd go. But I feel like I'm also just a little jealous that I'm not loaded. You can't <laughs> just go to and sit in a box and throw money at a horse. <laughs> See, I have some friends who att uh, attend derby parties and they do all that, the dressing mm. up and the hats. And yeah, I don't get that at all. But I do <laughs> I do like the kind of the tradition of it. Um, you know, I think, you know, anything like that associated with a sporting event is good. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do know that I've never been to the derby, but my I do have some college friends who have gone several years. And I can tell you their experience at the Derby is nothing like that. So uh, just because of the pictures and the hats and everything you see, there's a whole different segment who are uh, experiencing that event in an entirely different way. <laughs> Love it. Fair enough. Interesting. What do we got for topic number two, Leah? All right, topic number two, and this one is courtesy of Petey this morning. Oh, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> End credit scenes in movies. So cold. Freezing whoa, whoa, cold. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why? Are we going just like any movie or are we talking specifically Marvel? Yeah, because we're doing Marvel with a different animal. No, any, no, any that's movie. That's freezing cold too. No. I saw, the, this is horrible I saw the best tweet that summed it up. Dudes will wait 20 minutes after a movie for somebody to pop on the screen and be like, I'm Flobberknocker. And everyone's like, oh my God. It's the worst. It's I'm terrible. I'm ashamed. It, it is a, a ah. terrific marketing scene or marketing tactic. What is it? Like, cause it automatically gets you excited for the next movie. You're wasting. Mm. It's twenty minutes. You're there B, anyways. B, give the people their flowers. People did all this work that otherwise wouldn't get noticed. You know? Okay, you know? Sean, you're waiting in the credit. You're gonna stare at the credits like you're not just on your phone. The well, whole first time. of all, no, no, we know Sean doesn't go to the movies anyways. I no, I like the movies. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big Harkins guy, um, but I think if you're a person that that like you know you're just some random like lighting guy that's getting your first job in movies, it's probably a big deal when you see your name on the credit scene. You get to point it out to your family. Oh, so you're you're about watching the credit scene to get like to see the credit? I'm saying for the people that are that are listed in the credit scenes, it's probably a big deal to see their name in the credit scenes. So for that reason it's hot. Like it's let people get their flowers. It's just extra con like you paid for it. Might as well just sit there for the extra clip. Like what do you like it's 15, 20 minutes. Doug yeah. defend me. I, I I thought it was cool initially, but since then it's kind of it's died out. Yeah. Thank you. It is what it is, man. I will say that the the new Doctor Strange movie is mid by itself. The post credit scenes are also very mid. So no, after the last Spider Man movie, the post credit scene got me hyped. So, eh. What's the final topic, Leah? All right, last one, and I already know Shane's answer, but I'm just gonna go for it. <laughs> um, Apple Music. Ice hot cold. Or not. Ice cold. Ice cold. Apple Music is so bad in every way. Unless you're getting your your PH and excitable podcast. No, you can get it on Spotify. Just download Spotify. Okay. Get just. Download Apple Music, leave a five-star review See, for our podcast there, and then go to Spotify you, and listen to it. Come here real fast. So I don't I, – whatever, you you're, whatever you're most comfortable with – pause. Whatever you're most comfortable with, you use. I started on, on Apple Music. I bought iTunes. I did all that. I tried to switch over to Spotify briefly, but I'm used to the UI on Apple Music. So I use Apple Music, and you use Spotify, and that's okay. No, but not. don't attack me. No, I'm going for, to attack you. See, that's crazy to me. It's just use the thing that is better. It is, it is <laughs> Spotify looks better. It's it's more user friendly. I don't friendly. think it does. No, it's not. Oh, I like it Spotify is. way more. 
Yeah. Apple Media. I don't think it's even close. Okay. And so I think you're objectively wrong. See, that's that's that, that 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 right there. Can't I have will that. gatekeep music streaming have. services. That's crazy. Your music taste is mid. What do you think, Doug? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't use Spotify, so I guess I'm all Apple Music. Ah. For the record, I use Apple Music as well. I'm with you. It's Spotify all the way. Yeah. Like, we get the Spotify wrapped at the end of the year. What Dude, do you get? Apple Music has the same thing. What is Which they ripped off of? Spotify. Apple Music year in review or something. Yeah. Uh, it's the same way thing. Worse. Way worse. Spotify is like you get to post it to your story. It's like a cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's another thing. No, oh, that, here we a, go. no, 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 no. Back hot, to me. Hot, hot or not hot, topics? Hot, right here. Hot, Posting hot, music hot. to your story. Oh, no. Who the hell cares? No, no, no. I don't. Ooh, you listened to Kendrick Lamar. His new album came la- out last night. <laughs> awesome. Everybody's listening to it. Fired it's up. Got it animates Leah, me so much. Can we bring it back, it's please? It's so pretentious. No, I love it because I like my friends, okay? And I'm interested to see what their music taste is. So at the end of the year- Why when don't they you talk to them? Why don't you just ask them what they're listening it's, to? It's really, because it's a random, you're not going to just have that conversation, but it's interesting to be like, you're oh, forcing it down my throat you were, when, you're se- when you're showing what you're listening to on-, on Just don't true. watch their stories. Yeah, or just swipe left. Well, still, it's you. I just, well, then never mind. We do this for a living, so- I was gonna say people people don't care what I think, but they do apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, who are your your top three artists right now? <sighs> top three artists. Um, gosh. Um, well, my daughter. Here, okay, right now I'm listening to Queen a lot. Yes. Okay. Yes. Great choice. Uh, my daughter was just in a play, and it was all Queen music. So that seems like an awesome. Play. That sounds. That just sounds like yeah. Awesome. It, was, it was really cool. So I've been listening a lot to Queen. Um, what else do I listen a lot to? I've always been a Metallica fan, so I listen to a lot of Metallica. And I also, uh, just going back to my Indiana days, uh, I do have some country music roots, so I do listen to Garth Brooks. Love it. Thunder rolls, baby. We should have had him on the the, the draft that we did with the Snake Drafting uh, Music Festival. That would have been good. Yeah. Anyways, that does it for our Friday Fun Day show today. If you enjoyed the content, you can follow us on social at phnx underscore sundevils. You can follow me at anthony underscore totri. You can follow Doug at Doug Holler. You can follow Shane at Shane Deef. And you can follow Sean at Sean underscore DePause. Gatekeeping music streaming services as always. We will be back Monday with a live show. But for now, peace.